This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desiree. How are you doing tonight, Desi? Yeah. Can't Just, really yeah. complain. You can't yeah. com- I mean, I, I'm sure you could find something to complain about. Mm, I really have nothing to complain about today. Well, that's good. I was tired earlier. I got a nap. I never nap. I got a nap. What's there to complain about? I don't know. I've been napping like all evening and I'm still tired. Mine was lack of sleep for the past two days, making a birthday cake. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not feeling the greatest today, but we'll we'll persevere and get through it. It was probably our long road trip to go see Bentleyville. Yes. We saw very pretty Christmas lights yesterday. That traveling. Yeah. Not like it. A lot of traveling. It's only an hour, but remember, know. Alan, we're old. I'm 24, but this we're old now. We are old. We are old. I'm not old. Okay. That's what you tell me all the time. We're old. We are old. You're old. I'm a year older than you. I am. So, just however old you say you are, I'm only a year older than you. 24. Okay, I guess I'm 25. I feel horrible for 25. Let me tell you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, I will jump right into my first story. It better not be horrible. This is a story that I'm surprised I'm even doing. Is it inspirational? No, it's not inspirational. It's not a topic I'm it's not a topic I'm usually interested in at all. Are we doing celebrities again? No, there's nothing about celebrities. I just, for some reason... There's a lot of topics you don't like to talk about. It's not that I don't like to talk about it. It's just that I don't have any interest in this topic, typically. Exactly. (laughs) That's what that is. You don't like to talk about it. You're not interested in it. Sometimes there's things I don't like to talk about because I don't want to fight about them or I don't want to argue with people or this is a... But... I'm not a bird person. Fight. A bird... I'm not a bird person. Okay. But I ran across an article about the African Greater Honey Guide... Okay. And I was amazed at this bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a honey guide? Does it, it guide you? It does. Um, it is It is a bird related to a woodpecker. Looks a lot like a woodpecker. Woodpeckers are freaking scary if you've ever seen one. I have. Like yes, I know. 10 feet away from... Yeah, we lived in the same apartment that yes. was pecking at the tree right outside our door. And the the greater honey guides are... They live on wax, on beeswax from hives. That's they live on beeswax? That's what they eat. And that's where is, they get their nourishment there's from. There's not a lot of, nur- I mean, there's good nur- nourishment in honey, but. According to the article that I was reading, the more. wax has a very high like sugar con- concentration of like natural sugar in it. Well, I could see that with and the carbs and the energy that give, honey has, and that. that's what these that's what these birds live on. So it's not nutrients; it's the carbs. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, but the really cool thing about these birds and why they are called the honey guides is they search out people. Okay. And make noises at these people in Africa whose job it is to collect honey. They fi- you know, they'll go to the pe- person, they make a like a clicking noise at the person. Then they will lead the people anywhere f- up to 2 miles away to a hive. So, do these people 
make it easier for them to eat the wax? Yes. The problem is the the bird doesn't have the ability to remove the honey and get to the wax comb itself. So they have learned through time, mm-hmm. hey, if I bring this person here, they'll take the honey and leave me what I want. Exactly. Exactly. I thought that was amazing. Oh, this, and they say birds have... Whenever somebody goes, you're nothing but a bird, bird brain, brain yeah. I'm no. going to go, well, I'll take that as a compliment. You need to research. <laughs> this article that I read, a reporter followed um, followed a team of people who were going out getting honey. So I got tons of pictures and stuff of this, and um, they... The, the bird just, you know, leads them right to either, usually it's up in a tree, will be a hive, buried in, kind of burrowed into the tree. If it's too high, they'll just cut it down with an axe. If it's not too high, they'll burn it out with Weird. with some leaves. And then at the end of the kind of, once they gather all their honey, and usually a, um, a good haul can be about 40 kilos of honey, and it's a lot of honey. Well, yeah, and definitely. So at the end of that, they'll take the portions of the hive that don't have any honey in it and they'll lay it on a set of leaves almost displaying it for the bird and the bird and the bird will call their friends over and then they'll eat their honey and they'll eat their beeswax not their honey their beeswax it's like they've been trained over time yeah to be like hey it's like training izzy if you want a treat, you got to go outside. Mm-hmm. But she thinks she has us trained now. Yeah, because she just thinks if she, I just go outside, they'll give me a treat. So I just I've go outside her constantly. Fake pee. Oh, yeah. Fake pee. Or I'm if, like, there is not, we have snow now. And I'm like, dude, there's not even yellow snow now. You're a yep. faker. Every, you are not Every weekend, treat. I let her out. And then a half hour later, you'll get out of bed. And she's running up to you like she needs to go outside. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, that's not every weekend. Well, but not every a lot weekend, of, but a lot, a lot of, of the time. A lot of the time, yeah, for sure. And all I hear from the living room is, "She's pulling a fast one on you." <laughs> yep. And I'm she like, is, "You're a stinker. Is. I'll put you out, but you are not getting a treat." Yeah, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not typically a bird person or interested in these, but this article caught my attention, that and is interesting. it just blew my mind that these. It would blow my mind too. Now I want to pull this them up and look at them because tiny do you little have a bird. Picture? I don't have a picture printed of off. I always print pictures. Yeah, well, that's why I didn't print. I was losing ink and I couldn't get pictures. Why is your background black? Because this stupid article is one of those articles that it's only the words are only displayed in the pictures, and you have to click from one page to the next, and you can't copy and paste. You can't like it was a horrible article, horrible format for an article, clickbait article for sure. But that's where I go and find a different article for viewers. I found, <laughs> I found this this story captured my attention 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Didn't have a lot of time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this one replaced a different story. You're funny. It replaced a different story? Mm-hmm. Did you look at my deck? No. Why did you replace a story? Because I was really interested in this bird. Gotcha. Okay. Well, my stories, as I had told you earlier... Past, present, future. That's my lineup tonight. Okay. So a little bit of history here. And I was like, because we have a tiny bathroom. Mm-hmm. We do. And it was supposed to be the first room we remodeled in our house. Mm-hmm. That was 10 years ago. Almost. The lovely Mary Kay, as the realtor called it. And it's a beautiful Mary Kay. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's pink. pink. Ew. Yep. It's still pink. And it's tile. Florida ceiling. Yep. That's because it's 
going to end up being our second to last remodeling project. Like, yeah. who knew the, the subflooring needed to be changed out? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you buy an older house. It could be worse. We don't have the money pit. No. But it could be worse. No, definitely not a money pit. So I saw this and I went, ooh, I think we're going to bring this back. Okay. Well, you've heard me complain in the bathroom how it's so small when I just want to rip the bathtub out and mm-hmm. put a stand-up shower in it because it's small. Mm-hmm. It's small. Mm-hmm. It's small. Small bathroom. So I came across the closet folding bathtub. A closet folding bathtub. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking that can't work we could almost... <laughs> reinvent this thing though but modernize it okay and then we'll sell the crap out of it Mm, yeah a lot of people looking for a closet full or somebody's going to hear this (laughs) gonna have the equipment to do something like that give it to us as a demo (laughs) and then sell the crap out of it and they can make all the money because i wouldn't even know where to start but this thing um as we all know back in the day Bathing wasn't a regular thing Mm -hmm. because no indoor plumbing, anything like that. Um, Back in the day or preteen children, you know, pretty much felt the same way. uh (laughs) Didn't want to bathe. Yep. Um, So from 1880 through the 1900s, the closet folding bathtub was a thing. Okay. I also found out it came in after it was a sofa hyphen bathtub. Something like that, but I couldn't find any more on that. But that didn't really work out because there's a built-in heater for the water. So this is why this became popular. Because back in the day, it was hard to pitch a bath, as they would say, because you would have to, like, boil water. By the time you got a bath full, it'd be cold, (laughs) I'm sure. Well, it might be lukewarm, but um, you couldn't. Or it'd be scalding hot, depending on how big your bathtub was, because they had the sits tubs Mm -hmm. um so this thing had the heater in it and it it looks like a murphy bed like except there's a heater where the bathtub kind of carves in to fit into and it was in the montgomery ward catalog back in the day okay and they would sell this and this kind of overtook the combo sofa um bathtub that didn't seem like it really went because of the heater and it would heat up the seat and they had a bunch of rubber lining and they didn't have the indoor plumbing so they would have to put um something under it to catch the water mm-hmm. as it came out of the tub to drain it so it was more of a pain in the ass yeah. as well but i thought this was kind of cool because i'm like ooh, they could modernize something like this i mean murphy beds are great because yeah. nowadays they have it where when you fold it up it's a, you can leave your computer there mm-hmm. And whatever else, your bookshelf on the other side, leave it there and mm-hmm. it's not supposed yeah, it's to It's definitely great for space saving. But that's what I was thinking. Like, we're going to remodel our bathroom. We're going to put a closet folding tub in there. We could just completely remove it altogether. We don't use it. <laughs> I want a shower upstairs. I know. I want a shower upstairs. Yeah. Currently, we don't have a shower upstairs. It's just a bathtub. We have a shower in the basement. It works. 
I when we remodel that bathroom, it's there's going to be a shower in there because I know how to do that, and it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's not it's not happen. difficult to do that, but we have a small bathroom, so we're going to have a closet folding bathtub. Okay, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> yes, that's going to be difficult. I'm sure, but it can happen. It, uh, the word, a word is running through my head that I haven't heard since elementary school because I had a teacher who always called the bathroom the water closet. The water closet? Yeah, I had, a, I had an elementary teacher who called the bathroom the water closet. I didn't the have the same closet. elementary teachers as you. No, but I'm just... That's crazy. The water so closet. That's what's ringing in my head right now. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Hmm, I don't know. Okay. Well, I thought that was kind of inter- interesting. That is really interesting. Because... How often do you see a, a Murphy tub? Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> definitely something. That would I don't be the modern day, day for sure. name for for it too. Yeah. The Murphy Murphy we could bathtub. Call it, we, we, you could invent it. We can call it the Desi tub. Well, they have the folding tubs that you can buy off of Amazon right now. Folding tubs. Yeah. Hmm. Never. But heard this of is them. way better because it doesn't collapse. I mean, I've seen the inflatable like hot tubs and stuff you can buy on Amazon, but never seen. You'll have to look tub. up the folding I'll tubs. Have to look it up. We'll have to look it up. I never want a folding tub. I want permanent. Yeah. That yep. makes sense. Makes sense. All right. My next story. Since I you know, talked a little bit about birds, I got to cover another animal. I'm going to talk about a fish. So we're going from air to sky. Are you doing land next? Kind, kind of. Oh, my God. <laughs> kind of, yes. Animal? No, not an animal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just land. <laughs> funny anyway this is out of south carolina uh this came last week this is ripped right from recent headlines uh ty huck who is an official with the greenville county parks uh in greenville south carolina found a massive fish swimming on november 16th in a 12 acre body of water called oak grove lake park in greenville south carolina was able to catch the fish. It was a nine-pound goldfish. <laughs> Wait, I feel like I did this. This happened two weeks ago. Oh, no. <laughs> this no. is like the largest goldfish ever caught. There was a fish I remember talking about. It was a goldfish that was caught. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, this is insane. Um, goldfish are not natural, do not occur. You see, that thing is bigger than you. <laughs> They do not occur naturally in this lake at all, it's, and there are no usually uh, goldfish. And they don't. did, no, of course. And they did a they did a kind of a survey of the lake. They couldn't find any other goldfish in the lake, so most likely this it is got flushed and yeah, it wasn't got really flushed dead. or somebody dropped just happened to put it in the lake. Some you know getting rid of their old pet or something. I don't know. That's crazy. Um, I, it, there were pictures of this as well. I didn't print any off because I was having printing printer issues. But this thing is like massively huge. They said typically. The largest goldfish is usually like six pounds is massive. I saw a really big goldfish when I was a child. One of my mom's friends, um, she had a goldfish and it was like in a a five pound or a five gallon tank Mm -hmm. and it was half its size and it just floated. It didn't even swim because there was no room for it. I felt bad for it, but it was ginormous. I mean... For me, it was ginormous. I couldn't imagine. I don't even know how big it was because I was a child as well. So mm. everything looks bigger than it really is too. 
but it was at least a five uh, five gallon tank. So mm. you have a picture. No, no. I, no, I don't have a picture. I just explained <laughs> to you that I don't have a picture. Do you not listen? No. <laughs> when you're starting to talk about this, I'm envisioning it, and I'm like, ooh. Anyway. I want him to have a picture. He's not going to have a picture. The average lifespan of a goldfish is usually between six and seven years. They, this thing lived like 12 years. They assume this thing is about 30 years old. Maybe. Maybe because, and I only say this, because fish grow to the size of their environment. No, they do, but the but the reason for their thought on the age is goldfish in the wild typically live a lot longer. Like 20 to 25 years is average oh. for a wild goldfish. Six to seven years is average for a, you know, a, a, a tank goldfish. So it's a wild so this goldfish. Is a, this, this, it's I a mean, tame, now wild Yes, goldfish. now wild goldfish. And they figured it lived, it's, it was probably around 30 years old. That's crazy. Um, they did let it go. They didn't kill it. They let it go. Well, why of would course. you kill it? Um, they said it's, Would you want to eat it? It seemed extremely Ugh. happy in its current environment and they figured they'd leave it there. <laughs> was it smiling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just... <laughs> The thought of a th- of a nine pound goldfish is just insane, it's, and it, I know they grow to their environment, and they're in a, he's in a lake, so he's going to grow and he's going to be big. But you said this fish thing is, is happy, and you know what? The first thing that went through my head was grumpy old men. Yeah, that huge fish at yep. the end of the movie. Yeah, they released it. Why would you release it? Anyways, anyway, that's my little story about a goldfish. That was a pretty cool. Sorry, I'll have to say that. So my next story is actually history-ish. Okay. It's history, but it's also current event because it's something they're in the process of researching. So we'll put it that way. So it's current. Okay. It's my current story. So uh, the lost island beneath the North Sea survived a mega tsunami 8,000 years ago. So that's the history. Okay. But they are researching it right now, and they're trying to find um, remains of this, more or less. So that's why it's current, Mm -hmm. just explaining that stance. So um, some ancient islands are now submerged beneath the North Sea. They survived the tsunami that had happened, and it may have played a key part in Britain's human prehistory according to the study that they're doing now. Mm-hmm. So the research research <laughs> suggests some part of the ancient plain known as Doggerland. I'd never heard of it. Never heard of that. Uh, which connected Great Britain and the Netherlands withstood a massive um, Storaga tsunami and it submerged most of the region about 6,200 B.C. Okay. So the so-called tsunami was caused by the underwater collapse of part of Norway's continental shelf about 500 miles to the north. So apparently it, like, broke off and Mm -hmm. hit the water. And as we all know, because most of us are old enough to remember the tsunami that happened in India Mm -hmm. where... Slight little earthquake is enough underground to cause a tsunami. So, um, so it suggests some part of Doggerland survived the ancient tsunami and may have remained inhibited by Stone Age humans for thousands of years. 
but it was just this small, it became a small little island after this. After this, okay. Um, also, they figured with like warm it, weather, climate change, more mm-hmm. or less, throughout history, going from the Ice Age to at that point, the water had also increased. And then by the time the tsunami came, it pretty much just wiped out the rest of the island on top of it. So water okay. levels rising and. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So the Europe's last frontiers project is leading the effort to investigate uh, Duggar Lens archaeology and to reconstruct the ancient landscape as it appeared before it sank beneath the waves. They found that by the time of um, the tsunami much... Oh, I already went through that. The water rising. Blah, blah, blah. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Um... So initially it stayed dry. The island all sank a bit more than a thousand years later as sea levels rose. Mm -hmm. And then um, now they located a Stone Age settlement there. And it's it's underwater, of course. And all that goes through my head is the Curse of Oak Island Mm -hmm. and how they have the metal plates. Like, how are they going to dig this? Are they going to, like, scuba dive and dig the whole time? You know people can do it. But are they really going to do it? Because it's, like, under the North Sea. Yeah, that's not an easy easy place to investigate, I'm sure. And you got to try to figure out, like, you can get metal detectors down there. I'm sure. And one of the nice things I know about things that are underwater, um, there's a, pres- a preservation effect that the water can have. Now, obviously, it can it, obviously it have can. a corrosion effect, yep. too. But ev- locally here, um, a few years ago, they went and drained out one of the underground mines locally that was filled with water when it was... It, it was intentionally filled with water when they shut the mine down. They left all the equipment in there. They drained the water, and even the equipment was all fine. It but was like everything was this is perfectly pre- preserved. Yeah, it's going to make a little difference, I'm sure. So it, it's salt water. But then again, they probably didn't have a lot of metal. No, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't a lot like of metal. It's more of a rock and uh-huh. carved things. Stone and, Age. Yeah, we're talking Stone Age. So, um, so they're more or less looking into this. The last 20 years, they've been investigating it. Um trying to understand it and then to get to the environmental data they were trying to figure out what types of plants animals live there they think it was like a very fertile area with marshes and Hmm. stuff like that so it was wetlands and Mm -hmm. so it would have been a good farmland but then eventually a good farmland until it was underwater yep (laughs) but there's a little picture in the article and it just shows Okay. Like where it's at and the little rectangle on there is where they're exploring at the moment. Okay. And then the little shelf is mm-hmm. up there too. I circled it all for you. Cool. <laughs> so I always you find saw it, the word future. I Damn it. I always find it interesting to look at or to think about places like that that are no longer there, you know, that have been... It makes me go, is this Atlantis? And And then they hit Stone Age. But it's like, they haven't really dug-dug. They've done core samples, but they haven't dug-dug. What if it is Atlantis? Maybe, maybe. You know what they're going to find under there, right? Atlantis? No, just some wood. 
They're going to dig up some wood like they do I'm on Oak so Island. That's all they ever find on Oak Island is wood. Of seeing wood. <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing wood. Yeah. Wood's boring. Yeah. Especially oak. Yes. Maybe they'll find some guy named Doug. Just, you know. Who the fuck's Doug? I don't know. What was the name of the place? It's Stone Age. I'm pretty sure they didn't have a dog. <laughs> they might have had a dog. How do you know? It was probably more <laughs> of a... <laughs> well, maybe that translated to Doug. <laughs> I would think Doug would be like... Oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so I covered the air. I covered the water. Now I'm going to cover some land, but there's no animals here. What about fire? No, I've got no fire. Wind? I've got a vacation idea. <gasps> it's only, this better be good. It's only $70,000 a night. Well. <laughs> That's all. Uh, <laughs> we're f- screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you can rent for $70,000 a night the country of Liechtenstein. Lichtenberg? Liechtenstein. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Liechtenstein? It comes complete with customized... The whole country? Customized street signs, temporary currency with your picture and name on it. Are they that hard up for money? I'm not sure. I don't know... Like, Liechtenstein, isn't it as small it as a Rhode very, very, Island? Yeah, this is a very, very, very small place. Like, it's a half-hour drive through it, yes. like Rhode Island would yes. be. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. But, uh... <laughs> The uh, price tag does include accommodations for 150 guests if you want to bring guests. But are we the, getting married in Liechtenstein? I can't but even you have say to, it. You have to allow the 35,000 residents who currently live there need to be able to remain, and you're not allowed to like do anything. We them. need to set up a GoFundMe <laughs> account. <laughs> Future dream to get married in Liechtenstein. She they can't w- even say it, but we're getting married there just so she can continue to say Liechtenstein. <laughs> <laughs> They will also create um, uh, an individual crest made out of candle wax for you, um, you know, to show that you are the leader for this day of Liechtenstein. A crest? Yeah. What? Do you get to design your own crest? Yes. Well, you get oh, to choose God. a design. Yes. Choose. Choose. I'm Hell sure. no! We're um, going all original. You are custom made. Presented with the key to the state, followed by wine tasting. At the head of states. Uh, We're just going to get married in hell, Michigan. They give you a key, too. <laughs> um, you, <laughs> you can go tobogganing. There's fireworks. Horse-drawn carriage rides through the capital. Major? I guess so. Uh, visitors can also try co- cross-country skiing, skiing and snowboarding. Skiing. Skiing and snowboarding. Um, despite all these attractions, nobody's taken the offer yet. That's, well, gee, I wonder why. But the company that does this has rented out villages in Australia and Switzerland for $60,000 a night. <laughs> I, I thought the country was a I great idea. for the country. Exactly. I'm surprised they haven't been able to get an offer on the country being that you can, you know, get a Swiss village for $60,000. I wonder if that has to do with the laws or something. Maybe. It could be. Like it could be. Yeah, they have 10 separate European villages on the books and people have been renting them for about five years now. So, 
ten thousand dollars, I guess, makes a huge difference too. I guess. I mean, it does. that's a lot of money. Don't it get is. Me it wrong. is. But Five I mean, to the people, it's a lot of money. Ten thousand dollars is a lot of money, but to people who are renting a village, ten thousand dollars probably isn't that much. <laughs> you know. Well, you have to think about it. If you're getting married and you just want to like uh, rent yeah. out the town, and ten thousand dollars. Average is a big wedding deal. costs about fifty thousand dollars. Yes. And then there's me. We're going to go have a wedding at a campground. We're going to have a s'more buffet. Yeah. We could just go to McDonald's. We'll do it in the drive-thru. Gross. <laughs> no, if we're doing it, we're doing it with our class. Hmm. Camping. Yeah, that works. In Hell, Michigan. Yeah, that works Because they give you the, the key. Oh, no, that's to be mayor of Hell. Yeah, you get to be the mayor of Hell. You For my birthday, you know what I want. You want it you really? You're this year, not this okay, year. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> hey, you can go be the mayor of hell, you know, during this time if you'd like. <laughs> no, because they probably wouldn't let us in. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I tried to get to hell and they wouldn't let me in. That's a good sign. <laughs> tried to go to hell, but they wouldn't take me. That is awesome. So, my next story is of the future. Of the future. How much of the title did you see when I, I didn't see showed you it. the picture? I didn't see any of it. You didn't see the future? Nope. In bold behind it? I was looking at the map. That's it. So in Iowa, Riverside, Iowa. I always knew the future was in Iowa. <laughs> well, that's where the Field of Dreams was. Yeah. That was the past. <laughs> I said was. Okay. So eventually, if you have the past coming in like a portal, you have to have the future, too. Maybe it's on the field of dreams. Maybe. Anyways. (laughs) Future birthplace of James T. Kirk. Oh, I knew that. I was very, very familiar with James Tiberius Kirk's. To see um, if. If maybe you knew, yes, because I, I know your your I'm mother a was a Trekkie. Yes. My, my mother was an extreme Trekkie. I've been interested. Me and my dad used to watch this. I remember sitting on the couch with my dad watching this. Even like the... Also V. We were like into the, the space. F- the first remake sci-fi. movie from like 10 years ago, like literally starts in Iowa. Because <laughs> that's where he is. That's where he was born. I know. So... Uh, Steve Miller, though, he was a Riverside councilman. He knew before anyone else that Steve um, knew this before anyone else. Steve was a Trekkie, and he read uh, Gene um, Roddenberry. Roddenberry? Roddenberry. I said it wrong. Book, Making of Star Trek 1968, that Kirk would be born in a small town in Iowa. The book didn't name the town. Miller thought, why not Riverside? So at the next council meeting, um, Miller proposed Riverside declare itself the future birthplace of James T. Kirk. And the motion passed unanimously. Cool. (laughs) Uh, So they quickly altered the town slogan from where the best begins to where the trek begins. (laughs) And it makes me wonder, where are all the trek things held they're all over the world but you think maybe the first trek fest was here because they have a trek fest there maybe but probably not it's the first one i'm sure started in a larger area with more people maybe i would guess so they also had changed the summer festival from river fest to trek fest okay 
So um, Miller jabbed a stick into the ground behind the town barber shop, which he owned the property, of course. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Uh, declared that it was the future birth spot. An engraved monument was eventually placed on the spot for present and future fans. I bet thousands of people a year travel to. Well, I was thinking we could go there. there. I would How love cool to go there. That? I'd love to go there and check it out. So. But it's kind of funny to like to know that not only was the it, this wasn't even where the creator of James T. Kirk no. said he was from. It was just some guy saying, "You know what? I'm going to pretend he came from here." And because we <laughs> pretend it, therefore it is. Yeah, yeah. So Miller's inspiration became official Star Trek canon in May of 2009 when Riverside was identified as Kirk's hometown in the Star Trek reboot yep, movie. That was a movie, yep. And the entire town was invited to a special secret preview screening of the film a day before the official release, which they had to have in Iowa City because they don't have a movie theater. And mm-hmm. in, in, I keep wanting to say Riversdale, <laughs> <laughs> Riverside. Um, wrong TV yeah, show. Wrong series. So, oops. Um but Star Trek fans, as finicky stewards of s- series, blah, 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 um, Riverside's monument differs from the March 22nd of 1933 date. They have it as March 22nd of 2000 2228. So they're like five years okay. off. Um or eight years off, hmm. but they had the date the same, which happens to be um, William Shatner's real birthday, March 22nd. Okay. It was just the year. Yeah. So the I year thought different. that was kind of cool, though. I was kind of like, funny that I, I find it funny that they, like, I, I find the whole st- story fascinating, especially for Star Trek fans who, like, to go along with it. Because some of them are so serious. Like, some of them are so serious, they've learned to speak Klingon, a language but that didn't freaking exist. This is back in the like, 80s. Yeah, I suppose. When the, it's the, all started. The phenomenon didn't... I mean, I know the, the series comes out in the 60s, but the big takeoff of Star Trek wasn't until the 80s, until they started reviving it and bringing it into syndication with reruns and then the first the mo- first movies coming out. Prior to that, it was it was actually a failed TV show that was only on TV for three years in the 60s. Weird. So, in the sixties, yeah. Star Trek is from the sixties. Why do Late I remember 60s. watching that in the eighties? Because it was on TV I mean, all the time. I mean, in the it 2000s. was on reruns on TV constantly for Star Trek. I had no idea. And that's what that's kind of how it became popular when reruns became popular in in the in the eighties. Wow, so. how old was Lamar on Reading Rainbow? Well, that's the next generation. That was from the late 80s. The original oh, Star yeah, Trek yeah, was yeah, from yeah, the yeah, 60s. Yeah, yeah. Lamar that's was right. from... That's right. Okay. I was little. I don't... I remember, but I don't remember. I know there is a difference between the original mm-hmm. and the Huge next difference. generation. Yep. But for some reason, I remember Lamar from Reading Rainbow. Yep. <laughs> and I was yep. like, why is so he So sad that he there? tried to tried to bring Reading Rainbow back and got a lawsuit shut him down what sad yeah he like had a kickstarter he raised enough money to start up reading rainbow again and turns out he didn't own the rights to reading rainbow so he couldn't do it oh my gosh yeah kind of sad how would you not know that yeah i don't know you'd think he would you know like you're a hired actor (laughs) 
Yeah. You think, anyways, you really anyways. Book. Anyway, whatever. We're not all... <laughs> I loved reading Rainbow as a kid. So. I did too. That's why I knew. And I liked, <laughs> and I loved Jordy LaForge as a kid as well. So he was the guy he played in Star Trek. So. That's crazy. Well, I didn't know his real name. I just remember him as Lamar. Hmm. He was a cool guy. Yeah, he was. He was a cool guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, if you like anything you heard or you didn't like anything you heard, you can send an email to outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can come to our Facebook page, Out, Out, Outlandish Outcast Podcast. Definitely share, share, share. Invite your friends to come like us as well and leave a comment there. Let us know what you think. Yes. Share stories you find. This is not YouTube. There's no dislike button. You can only like. What? There's angry face. But there's no dislike. They can say... I dislike you in the comments. That's leaving a comment, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to terrorize us, do it where everybody terrorizes everybody. That's Twitter. Outlandish casts. That's why I don't deal with Twitter. Otherwise, you can come to Instagram at Outlandish Outcast Podcast and definitely love and follow us there. Yes. I opened Instagram again for the first time in a year the other day. It was kind of funny. I posted on there today. Because I found a fun fact mm. while researching mm-hmm. for today's show. And it was about who knew a buttload of wine was a real thing. Like, it's an actual weight. Really? It's a weight. Y'all have to go to our page to find out. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to check but that out. But I posted out. it. And I'm like, but? I saw this, but I didn't see it on Instagram. It must have went to Facebook as well. But is, I a, saw this. is a measurement. Yeah. I didn't read it, but I saw the picture. But on, that I posted? Yeah, it was it was a post that you made. I bel- it wasn't on Instagram. It was on Facebook. Oh yeah, I yeah. yeah. Everything I post on Instagram, I have it going to Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook. Okay, cool, cool. So you can also leave us a rating or review in whatever podcast application you're listening to this show on. For sure. Just remember to remind Alan how funny I am, and he's not. I need a reminder of that every day because I don't have any physical reminders in life. Just know I'm not that mean. I don't remind him every day. Just every now and then. <laughs> just every <laughs> just every time we record. <laughs> Sometimes I let you know in the middle of a discussion. This is true. I'm this like, I'm being funny, Alan. Funny, haha. <laughs> you are being funny. I'm hilarious. You are. And I am. You and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to not having to hear it for a full another week. Have a good week, everybody. <gasps> Bye, jerk. <laughs> 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 <laughs>